Hops and Stocks podcast is presented by 100 Spoke Media Group. We encourage our listeners to drink responsibly. Please note, we are not financial advisors. We do not offer or provide financial advice. You know, what kind of lifestyle do you want? Yeah. Um, and these are, these are internal questions that you should ask, answer for yourself. Because I guarantee you, if he is a um, qualified financial advisor, if he's been in the game a little while, he's going uh-huh. to need that information from you anyway. Yeah, they, 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 they've sent me like a questionnaire and asked yep, a bunch of there it is. different questions. I mean, they're uh, also going to ask you, how, how much do you trick off, Blast? Like, how much of this money do you trick off? Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that answer would be nothing, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty frugal. I'm pretty frugal with the pockets, man. So. Hey, but you, but you said something that was important, though. You know. Yeah, because because you do want to enjoy life and you do want to be present, <laughs> yeah. but you also gotta yeah. have the end game in mind. You don't yeah. want to, yeah, you don't want to <laughs> just trick this, trick all your money at Magic I mean, City. He, he knows that I'm partial to a nice Versace shirt. and um get this podcast started um welcome back to the hops and stock podcast brought to you by 100 spoke media group this is episode three you got myself e you got doug you got my man blast and you got beat up we also have special guest ac brown from the john l group so let's go ahead and crack these beers open and get right to it oh okay yeah, I'm all, I'm already cracked, man. If y'all want me to go first, yeah, blast what you sipping on, brother. All right, I got this. Uh, let's see, can y'all see that Melvin uh, Thor? It's a double IPA. Uh, let me see where Melvin is out of. It's a good question. I should have did a little research beforehand. I'll get that to you guys, but uh, yeah, double IPA, man. Um, highly recommended from HH. I'm gonna see what it's like. Not bad. It's got a little little bit of a kick to it. It's a 9.9, I believe, on the A. Wow. So got a little jolt to it. What's that price point? You know, I don't even remember, man. I, I imagine about five for the can, five for the he's single. He's just out here splurging. Let me go get mine, man. <laughs> you got the 9% for five bucks? For one. That's Oh, okay, 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 for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not really ten percent. It's it's nine point nine is what it's got on here. Yeah, that's 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 a pretty good ABV. How many uh, what, how many cans would you rate it for an IPA, man? What what what's our uh, highest? Four or five? I was calling it mugs. How many mugs? Mugs, man. We've been doing five. Doing five. I'd probably give it a a four off off the rip, and you know. Uh, I could change my mind as we go along, but you know that first sip was pretty nice for an IPA. You got the, that, that let me see the can real quick. 
It's got a picture of, you know, some dude that looks like Thor on it. Okay. Got you. And that's Melvin Brewing? Yeah, Melvin Brewing, yep. Okay. Melvin. B-Dub, what you drinking on, brother? It's the uh, Single Origin Coffee Stout. Can I see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love them coffees. Masthead Brewing Company out of Cleveland. Um, ABV is 6.9%. Let me go ahead and get us a taste. It's a dark brew, man. It's a coffee, man. <laughs> coffee stout, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's a questionable thing. <laughs> he, he was trying to have a poker face. But I'm like, nah. Yeah, he told on himself. <laughs> I shoot straight from the hip, man. And, you know, to be a one and done for me. <laughs> oh, damn. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's wrong with it? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It, it doesn't have that wow factor for one. It's kind of bland. There's nothing to it. It, it almost tastes like a... Um, a porter, you know, a porter would kind of bland. There's nothing really to it. It, yeah. it doesn't have anything behind it. Maybe, I mean, maybe I'll let it sit for a while and the flavors will come to the top. But as of right now, it's going to be a no-go for me. That's exactly what I was going to say, man. When you start drinking those dark beers and stouts, like I always let them sit for like 10, 15 minutes because it's a, it's a totally different taste from that first sip. I like to get that first sip just, you know, I mean, if it, if you can get me on a stout off the first sip, you got something special. Yeah, um, no doubt. But for stouts, I like to let them sit and let them come up a little bit closer to room temp because that's when the flavors really develop and you get more of the notes that's usually on the can. So you get that coffee flavor, you'll get that dark chocolate and stuff like that. So I would say definitely revisit that in about 10 minutes and come back to us. As of right now, I give it, I give it, I give it a solid three. That's off, that's off a cold stout. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Hey, before we move on, I just wanted to say that Melvin is out of Alpine, Wyoming. Alpine, Wyoming. Miles on this can. <laughs> I was about to say, I didn't even know they was doing <laughs> things out in Wyoming. Right. Hey, look at the bottom and see when it was canned. Uh, I don't think there's nothing on the bottom of this. Y'all keep going. I'll search for it. I was gonna, I honestly, I was going to make a comment about a brewery being in the middle of Wyoming. I mean, that just shows you how far craft brew has come where they brewing beer out in the middle of Wyoming. Like, you know what I'm saying? Craft beer is just, it's huge now. Like everybody has a brewery. Every city has their own local, local brews and whatnot. Doug, what you drinking on, man? Uh, it's called, uh, it's out of the, um, Orpheus Brewing. It's called Revolution Donuts and Coffee. It's a berry and cream milkshake IPA style. So, you know, y'all know what that style do. Y'all talking about let stouts let stout sit sit. Stouts have stouts have me sitting on the toilet, so I had to go with the IPA. <laughs> What's the I've never had it. I've never had it. I bought I bought it at the HH, the Honey Hole. And um, it just, you know, it looked it looked pretty good because, you know, donuts. Anytime you say donuts, that's the color of it. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. That nice. See, that that would get me off a of color alone. Yeah, I didn't know the color. You know, what's, what's the smell like? I'm, I'm, getting the, I'm getting the berries. 
I'm getting the berries like like you would off a of, uh, UA. So let's try. It's not bad. It's not bad. You definitely know it's an IPA because yeah, okay. of the, the the sour, but um, they do well giving you that cream and that they're trying to give you the milkshake. So, yeah, I'm, it's not a it's not a home run, but I definitely would you know drink another one. Let me look at some of the other notes. It's seven point two APV, which is not bad. You bought a single or you, you bought a pack? No, I bought I bought the four pack. Let me take another sip. I don't mind if I do. <laughs> I'm like, ain't nothing stopping you from sipping. Yeah, it's enjoyable, man. I mean, you know, you're not mad at it at all. I'll probably give it uh, out of five, three point five. Three and a half. Yeah. Uh -huh. Point five. It's something definitely, if you see it out, I will, I will pick it up. You know, I would uh, recommend try it. that out, man. I had a milkshake uh, IPA from Sonder. I really like that one. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle with the IPAs as far as the sourness, you know, because if it ain't Coors Light, you know, I really ain't. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. Yeah, you got to clue in our guest. AC. All right, so this man... His his house beer is Coors Light, so anytime he mentions Coors Light on the podcast, everybody got to take a sip. So <laughs> okay, all right. uh, gone and pull up, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's our our little inside joke, man. When anytime he say Coors Light, everybody got to take a sip, man. So let me let me see where they're, where they're out of. They're out of, uh... bruh. Hey, man. I'm, I'm getting to that point where I need bifocals, man. So it's like, <laughs> we all are. All sounded uh, ATL. ATL. ATLians. Orpheus. You should move to Atlanta, Doug. Orpheus. I've had, some Orpheus. I? I've had some Orpheus before. They, oh, uh, you have? Yeah, they do good beer down there. I might have to go check them out next weekend. I'm headed down Funny there. without his glasses on. Hey, it says the it says the Donut Revolution is a series of beers inspired by the glorious pastries concocted by our friends at Revolution Revolution Donuts. Pastries. You know, I look funny about my glasses, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I ain't seen you without glasses in a grip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to get that LASIK, man. No all this money, all this money I'm getting off of this uh Dodge coin, <laughs> Doji coin. I'm about to get some LASIK. Hey, LASIK is a game changer, man. I'm yeah. I'm two years in. Like it's yeah. nothing off oh, real. Yeah. I um you know, I wore glasses like all my life. So just not being just being able to wake up and like wear sunglasses outside and not have to keep switching and contacts and all that. Like yeah. LASIK, I, I would have I would advise it for anybody. Man, you get you some transitions like me and Doug. We got everything. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get rid of those transitions, man. <laughs> Man, but when I had, I had, I was right. I would the reason, one of the main reasons I got is because I had my motorcycle and like, I couldn't, like, I hated wearing my contacts because my contacts, they just wasn't comfortable for long enough. And so it was just like, man, I'm just going ahead and get this LASIK, man. I had some, some HSA money, went ahead and got it done. Um, I, I, 
I ain't had no issues or nothing like that. Yeah. I get some more stimmy money, man. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> but I'm gonna go ahead and hop into this beer. Uh, this is from Almanac Beer Company. It's called Pisces Dreams. It's a sour Indian pale ale with cherries, apricots, and dry hop with Hallertal Blanc and cashmere. Cashmere? Um, yeah, man. <laughs> this is like I'm drinking an expensive sweater right now. You said Blanc. <laughs> this, is, this is like a bougie beer, man. This is, you drinking some pink cashmere? Right. <laughs> <laughs> ain't number Alizé. And this is some block and a real fluffy sweater. Um, it's 7.2. Once again, Almanac Brew Company, Almanac Beer Company. They're out of Alameda, California. I like it. Um, this is definitely something that I would drink by, like this is a summer beer. So for me, when it started getting hot outside, I try to, I typically stay away from the stouts because they're so heavy. And this, you know what I'm saying, with this Nashville heat down here, Sitting out by the pool drinking a a, a stout just is is too much, but this is real real crisp, real light. You get the cherries, you get the apricots. Um, if you don't like sour, I would definitely say don't get it because it it is it is sour. Wow. But with it being an IPA, you know that kind of that hoppiness kind of balances out, so it's not tart. I mean, like, I know blast, I know what blast like, man. It's not. I think you will like it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not overly sour. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't hit you like back here when you. you know, <laughs> that was funny you. on the last episode. Beat up was back here with it. Yeah, it don't hit you back here. <laughs> <clears throat> you know what I mean? So the ast- but the astronaut food. <laughs> now nah, that astronaut food was tart, but I, I I still like that though. I just wouldn't have paid that price point that they was charging for it. Hey, that was still sitting in the fridge, man. It's just <laughs> it's just sitting there, <laughs> right. It's in the small section too, like where you put the butter and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm a. Would you show Blast? You, you representing something on your shirt? Uh, no. Nah, when he said the fluffy sweater, I was just showing my work joint, man. Oh, okay. oh you got the cashmere. You got you got the cashmere. No, no straight cotton, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna kick it over to my to my dude, uh, AC Brown from the John L. Group, man. Um, I met this brother a couple months ago when I was looking for a CPA. Uh, it's actually the first time that I've ever used somebody outside of TurboTax to do my taxes. But I wanted to, uh, I recently started a business. So I wanted to build a relationship with somebody this year in anticipation of, of hiring them, of utilizing them next year for my business taxes. So I know his brother through some, you know, business, some business that we did in logistics and his brother just kept posting this John L group on LinkedIn. And so I sent him a text one day, like, okay, the marketing campaign is working. <laughs> Who is your brother? And let me holler at him. And so, you know what I'm saying? He gave me a call. We hopped on a Zoom. And it's been on since then, man. Real good brother. He brought his family down here to Nashville about a month or two ago. You know what I'm saying? We chopped it up, sat around the fire pit, sipping bourbon. I sent him back up to that, that place up north. <laughs> I sent it back up to that place up north. Yeah, beat up. Don't, 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 don't get your eyes all lit up, man. This this man is a fan of those bums up north. <laughs> but we had we had good banner back and forth on that. Uh even Absolutely. though he even though he likes those bums, I sent him back with some good beer. You know what I mean? So AC Brown, you know what I'm saying? Let him know what you're sipping on and then go into your, your business and 
know what I'm saying? Let's 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 transition over to the to the financial piece of this. Welcome, yeah. Tony. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot, thanks a lot. So I'm actually sipping on uh, this. Um, it's called Big Luscious. It's from Founders. Yeah, okay. uh, Founders. Founders is out of hometown Detroit, Michigan. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The brewing company out of Detroit, Michigan. I'm actually sipping on um, the Big Luscious. Is a uh, is a stout. Um, it's brewed with uh, chocolate and raspberries. So when I when I sip, because um, I got a I got a real good education on 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 craft beers. So it's already at room temperature. So I was prepared uh, to, to sip from this, from this beer from this brew. Yeah, that look that looks good. Yeah, it's real creamy. Um, real creamy. I love it. Um, it's sweet. You can taste the uh, chocolate. You can taste the raspberries. For me, out of a three point five, well, one, it's um, it's seven point eight. Um, it's 7.8. It was bottled uh, in September of 2020, um, and for me, it's it's one of those it's one of those beers that you can sit back in front of a fire pit with a cigar and smoke, smoke yes, and drink at the same time. It's like it's like one of those beers that you, it's it's a fun beer for me, and. Yes. Um, yeah, so he, he I, randomly sends me shots of his backyard with the with the bourbon and the beers and, the, <laughs> the and yeah, the I, I tease, I tease him, I tease him like, wish you was here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you would have to come to that place up north that in order for us to, man. in order for us to, you know, kind of hang out. Ironically, Founders is like one of the only things I like from that state. <laughs> so I, I like I like KBS, I like CBS. Um, you like trick trick. <laughs> <laughs> trick trick is from the D, baby. Yeah, and then they got a um Hey JD, man. JD from the D. They have a breakfast stout that I like. It's uh like a, a maple breakfast one. So I, I I rock with founders. Um yeah, we rock I'm with a, Detroit, a, man. Royce, we rock with Detroit. Yeah, yeah. But he 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 know he know the vibes, man. I had to give him the same old town, the same old ish town. that I give beat up about that team up north, man. He said right, no, yeah. Man. I'm actually, I'm, but I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually a Michigan graduate. So I, you know, I've got, I've got deep ties uh, into, into the big blue. So, you know, I'm more, I'm more than a fan. I'm an alum. So, <laughs> so yeah, no. That's, but, doubly, uh, that's doubly worse. That's doubly bad. <laughs> that's double homicide. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! But, but I will say this: I will say this. People pay me a lot of money to uh, for my education, so it ain't too bad. Every <laughs> mad at that, that. <laughs> right? Yeah. I forgot to give this beer a rating. Um, yeah, pay them back. Make sure you pay them back too. Right. <laughs> I'm going three seventy five out of five on this one, man. Three seventy five. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, for me, you know. Um, you know, Eric, he 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 sent me home with some uh, with some really great beers. Um, for me, the founders is probably a 3.5, 3.6, somewhere, not quite a four, but definitely above above a above 70, above a 60%. So um it's passing. Yeah. I, I like it. It's a it's a fun beer. Only person I don't see drinking is a uh, beat up. <laughs> He's got a reason. I, I, I just I just tilted up. 
Oh, you did? Yeah, mine, mine's about to be done, man. Yeah, I mean, this 9.9 about to have me sleep during the financial part. Right. The financial part, <laughs> I'm going to be like, Dogecoin, night-night. So I reached out to AC, um, and once again, I, I want to leverage this brother more than once. So I told him to be, let's be specific about what we talk about tonight. Um, and, you know, we all, I think AC is, you 39? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So the rest of us is over 40. So hopefully we, we're all re- approaching that retirement age within the, the next two decades. So I got, brought you out here today because we had a, a brief conversation when we was talking about, you know what I'm saying, uh, my taxes about retirement. So I want you to, first of all, give some background on yourself, talk about your company, and then let's jump into the, the, the retirement discussion. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks a lot. Um, so um, I'm AC. I go you know, so on social media. I go by AC to CPA. Um, I've been licensed since 2007. Um, graduate of uh, University of Michigan with a degree in finance. I've got a master's of business administration, and then I have a master's of education from Wayne State University. Um, I've been doing taxes and had my. Uh, I've, recently, the John L. Group is actually a company that's owned by three of my by myself and two of my brothers. Uh, we're blood brothers. Um, one, one member, uh, one owner of the company had a uh, relationship with Eric. He introduced me to, to Eric, that's Jay. And then my other brother, Luther. Um, Luther has a uh, background in accounting and finance himself. Um, he also has a uh, logistics background, excuse me, not logistics, but a um, operations management. Uh, background for a large tier, um, a large OEM. So um, the John L. Group is actually a conglomerate of three separate business entities uh, that we have going on. We have a logistics industry where we're a third party broker. Um, and that's where Jay comes in and he met he met Eric uh, in the logistics space. Um, and then we have a government construction arm where we do uh, government construction. We, we're hub zone certified and we're also a uh, minority business enterprise. Uh, we have that certification. And then we have the financial services in, which is the space that I primarily run and operate in um, where we do, you know, as a licensed CPA, we're, we're licensed and, and, and uh, able to uh, produce financial statements, tax returns, business consultations, um, we do we do just about anything that a CPA will can can do. One of the questions that I always them often asked is, you know, when is the great when is the when do I need a CPA? Right, that's a question that that a lot of business uh, people ask or people entrepreneurs say, well, I think I need enough business in order to get a CPA. When do I get a CPA? Well, I answer, I rebut that question and say, you know, well, when do you get a primary physician? You know, when is it, when do you, when do you get a primary physician? When do you, when you, when do you get that family, uh, physician? Because do you get them, uh, when you're sick? Or do you get them to make sure that you have those preventative maintenance checkups, routine checkups, et cetera? So, because I, I, I equate the, uh, the CPA certification um, to that of a, you know, a medical doctor 
we're financial doctors. I'm a financial, I, I feel like I'm a financial doctor. I'm able to come in and diagnose a business, see where your see where um, the financial health of the of the organization, see what things we need to do to improve the financial health of the organization, and also your your own personal uh, individual uh, financial help. So um, I look at myself as a financial physician, and um, I've been trained. I've got a ton of experience um, working with both individuals, nonprofits, corporations. So um, you know that's that's who we are. So we joined forces. My brothers and I joined together in 2009, and we launched the John L. Group. Um, and so now we have three service lines. Like I said, uh, we have John L. Logistics, John L. Financial Services, and then John L. Construction. So that's who we are. We're based out of Flint, Michigan. We're blood brothers, and we're trying to make a name for ourselves. Yeah. So, um, so I, you know, Eric asked me to come in and talk about a little bit about uh, retirement. Um, and so I, I look at retirement and investment, um, kind of, you know, one of those things where in the black community, we, we tend to, um, at least historically, we, we, we work for a pension. Right, so we, we work these jobs. Historically, we've worked jobs for 30, 40 years, retired, and then we've got a pension and we're living on social security. Um, in my age, in my era, in your era, um, maybe just slightly before, we saw, like we lived through the destruction of the pension program. Like we saw GM, um, modify their pension program. We saw Chrysler modify their pension program. I worked in the city of Detroit. The city of Detroit went bankrupt, right? And so throughout that process, they modified their pension. So all the, all of what we call the, um, we call it uh, pension obligations. Um, you know, we saw large companies, uh, just go really under and try to modify those outstanding pension obligations, those employee benefits that they promised their retirees when they retire, they would have these certain benefits for the duration of their lives. Um, and now, so- AC, take, AC, are you talking about the, the crash of 2008 when that happened? Yeah, I'm talking okay. about crash of 2008. Yeah, when, that, when, that, when the bubble burst, in 2008, and um, you know Barack Obama was uh, was was elected the president, and then you had all of these. Um, you just had just a, a catastrophe. I was actually reading his book um, earlier this year, and he talked about his first 60 days in office, um, and um, the the uh, the tax laws that had been passed. Um, prior to him getting there, the TARP, um, the TARP Act, um, which was 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 designed to help undergird and infuse the um, the the private sector with with money that they that they felt needed to have uh, the private the private sector needed in order to undergird the the financial health of the of the economy. It really didn't work because you had you had you still had GM. You know, have to re um, 
reorganized. You had Chrysler who sold off to a, uh, a European um, company and became Fiat Chrysler. So we saw our major companies that, that just employed so many thousands of people for years and for decades, we saw them implode. And so my, my philosophy, I said all that to say this, my philosophy on, on um, retirement is totally different in this new generation. I know for a fact that right now, social security is underfunded. So 20, 30 years from now, I'm looking at social security as not being feasible. Like it won't be here. It'll be some, some, some watered down version of social security. It won't be the social security that we see today and what our grandfathers and grandmothers received while, you know, when they retire. So I can't rely on social security being there. I can't rely on pension being there. Um, I work um, for, a, for, a, for, a, uh, for a municipality as well. Um, and, you know, after 10 years, you work 10 years, you get fully vested in the pension program and, you know, you're guaranteed a, a, a payment for, for the duration of your life. I don't have that luxury because I've seen the city go bankrupt and I've seen them modify pension obligations. I've seen yeah. them modify, you know, these, um, these, these healthcare benefits for retirees. So I can't rely on that. So my philosophy is I've got to invest in my own um, my own retirement. Yeah. So I am I am really big on owning your own uh, individual individual retirement account IRA. IRA. Um, I'm I'm real big on that. Um, there's 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 a ton of um, there's a ton of information out on IRAs, um, but there's, there's, there's a difference between tradition. There's, there's two types of IRAs, the, tradi the traditional IRA, and then there's the Roth IRA. The, the traditional IRA, um, if you contribute to that, um, it's usually uh, paid with before tax dollars. Um, so, I'm, I'm real big on owning your own IRA. The beautiful thing about a traditional IRA is that um, your contributions are tax deductible yeah. up to $6,500 yeah. yep. per individual. So if you're married, you could contribute up to $13,000 a year to your own traditional IRA and get a $13,000 tax break. Yeah. Dollar for dollar. It's an I'm in adjustment. That situation, uh, I'm in that situation right now. I got a, a nice little tax bill and, you know, yep. TurboTax is telling me like, hey, if you put this much money in an IRA, you know, you can you can knock that down. So, yep, 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 yep. It's 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 what we call a tax deferment strategy. Okay. So you're deferring your taxes. So this is the this is the strategy between behind the I, the traditional IRA. Most people, when they retire, they uh, their income reduces anywhere from fifty to from from from. Uh, they typically live on about sixty percent of what they um, earned at their highest point. Right. So if 
you know, so so if you if you earned a hundred thousand dollars, typically um, over the last, you know, you earn earn a thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars a year. You're typically going to retire when everything is 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 said and done. You'll be you'll be somewhere around sixty thousand dollars for retirement income when you when you look at your um your pension or your 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 pension or your annuity and then you add in social security. You're typically about about fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year. So you're going so you're going to take a forty percent reduction, which means also you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. So the money that you start pulling from, from your traditional IRA that you pay, you got the tax deduction when you were making um, higher income, you're going to pay a lower tax rate, rate right? At, at, yeah. at when you, when you get, you pull when it you out. retire, when you start yeah, that, to withdraw yeah. that money. So that's the strategy behind the traditional IRA. The other type of IRA is the Roth IRA. And that's really attractive to young, um, middle-class um, earners. So if you earn, so if you're if you're in the, if you're in like the 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 the, the 10, 12, 22 percent tax bracket, the Roth IRA actually makes sense for you because you're using after-tax dollars. So that means when you start earning more money, you stop contributing to your IRA. You switch to contributing to a traditional IRA, defer those taxes. So while you're earning, so while you're, while you're growing and you're maturing in your um, earnings, when you go to retire, that Roth IRA is tax free because you've already paid the taxes up front. Gotcha. So so I, I'm, I'm a proponent of, I'm, I'm a big, the big advocate of um, having a mixture of Roth IRA and traditional IRA, depending on where you are in your, in your career. If you're leaning more, if you're closer to retirement, you're probably earning the most money that you that you're going to earn. You're probably earning, you probably hit your peak. The closer you get to retirement, you hit your peak. So you want to defer those taxes. So when you retire, you're paying less taxes on that money. When you say closer to retirement, like how many, how many years out are you talking? I'm talking like 10. Okay. Like 10 to 15 years. And remember, retirement, retirement is a long-term game. Right. We're talking, we're talking 30 years, 40 years down the road um, for, for a person graduating college. You know, they're grad, you've got about 40 years, 40 to 45 years of wage earning potential until you reach the retirement age. You know, that retirement age really, and I, I'm kind of I'm kind of bouncing back and forth, but the retirement age for my generation, for our generation, is really right around 65, 66. Whereas before, the, re the retirement age, you could retire around 61, 62. Yeah. Now the retirement age is 65, 66 because the cost of living is increasing. So let and, me ask you, let me yeah. ask you, I'm, a, I'm an educator. So yeah. I'll, put in, I'll put in on a retirement system for teachers in of Ohio and also do a 403B uh, mm -hmm. tax, tax sheltered um, yep. 
plan as well. Now, when you're talking about the Roth IRAs, are they tied to any market? How are you getting how are you, how 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 are you getting appreciation on that money? How are you how is that money making money as you put it in? Yeah, so so typically with Roth IRAs, they they are um, your money is invested in in a particular fund, okay. so um, it's managed by by a financial broker. Um, it's a large it's a large pool, so you're putting your money in. Um, along with other people into like a mutual fund or some type of annuity account and it's pooled and there's certain levels of risk that you can take um, in your retirement. So remember, I, 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 I always say retirement is a long-term game, but I love, I love mutual funds. Um, because you can leverage and you can mitigate losses according to your own um, risk tolerance. As you get closer to retirement, your typically your risk aversion increases, meaning you want less risk. Less you risk. want your retire you want, because while you're young, you can take all the risk that you kind of want because you know you've got time on your side. But as you get closer to retirement, your um, your strategy becomes more, I want that steady income. Right. So the returns on your investment is not as great as it was when you're taking you know, more risk. You're not trying to put you're money into earning. like, when you get older, you ain't trying to put money into uh, crypto and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know, I, I will say this though. I, I haven't, I'll be completely transparent. I haven't been a big fan of cryptocurrency because of my professional training. Cryptocurrency is new. Um, it's, it's riding a wave. It's technology. It's not regulated. So my my training says, wait. Yeah. See, but my at, heart and what I'm seeing is like, uh, this might be something that I need hey. to, I need to, I need to. Hey, Blast, tell them. Our our pockets are saying get in it. Dogecoin, Dogecoin has made us some money over the last few days. Me and yeah. me and Doug are you know sitting pretty nice on you know a really really small investment. I'm know. gonna be honest, man. I'm gonna be honest. My my crypto has outperformed. Mine too. Mine my too. my retail stock. Yeah, I mean it, it, this past it's almost, year. But it's almost like I, I it just makes me want to be like, well, man, you know. This stock ain't really doing nothing for me. I'm like, crypt. And I, I, I know it's not a. At least I don't think it's a smart move. But I'm just like, man, this this crypto is, is you know, absolutely killing it for my portfolio. I'm like, wow, why am I messing around with this other stuff? You know, when I could be making these huge gains. But you know, I, I also think in the back of my mind too. Well, like you don't want everything to crash, and then you, you know. But I'll I'll yeah. circle. My fault, blast. Go ahead. Now, now, I was just saying, you know, totally out. You know, you don't want to put your eggs all into one basket and then be, you know, totally out or something. Hey, well, that's that's what that's what Anaya did. Anaya said she took my daughter. She, I got her into investing, and she took everything out of everything. She's like, "Daddy, I took all my money out of uh, Robinhood." <laughs> she said, "I put it all in Dogecoin." How, how, I was like, "Well, I like I like Anaya. That's yeah, I like Anaya. That's not a good strategy because you're putting all your eggs in one basket. But you know." You're young, so you can you can make those type of moves. Yeah, yeah, you can make that you can make that move, like Tony said. Right. If you yeah. you know early twenties, man, you can do whatever. 
You can make right. I'll circle back to a conversation me and AC had when we was doing my taxes. Like I just got hip to to stocks during the pandemic, and so I'm I'm trying to day trade without day trade money. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, he was like, bro, you paying like 36% in capital gains. He was like, if you just hold it for a year, he was like, right. you save yourself so much more money by just holding it for a year. And I think right. I believe Doug, Doug has mentioned the same thing about, you know what I'm saying, yeah. holding stuff longer. But Doug me, I just that last in. week too. Our, our guest last week mentioned, you know, yeah, I just hopped in. I just hopped in. I just wanted to, you know what I'm saying, flip and switch. I'm seeing all these cats, you know what I mean? I see GameStop going. I'm like, hey, man, let me hop in. He was like, bro, he was like, you're doing yourself a disservice by doing that. He was like, man, just hold everything for a minimum of a year. So I just based off of that conversation and, you know, my my stocks is part of my, my retirement. That's a piece of my investing. Mm -hmm. And so now I look for long-term plays. So instead of investing in, you know what I'm saying, the hot stock of the day, I'm going back and looking at what's GM doing, what's Ford doing, what's Microsoft doing, what's Amazon doing. And I still gamble. I ain't gonna lie. I still gamble because it's, you can make some money gambling, but where I focus the the, the majority of my investing is on long-term plays. Like I know these companies are solid. Yeah. have 30, 40, 50 years of solid history. And right. if I'm getting, you know what I'm saying? Double digit returns, just staying solid, then I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think uh, I, I think you know to your point, E. For me, the the Doji coin was the same thing. Like I put in thirty dollars when it was a nickel, and you know I've got like seven hundred percent return. So I'm like, you know, it, it wasn't a my, my my goal was to you know hold. I'm I'm not really looking to like cash mm -hmm. out and, and you know be be quick with it. I'm kind of looking at it as a long term thing. Like, well, you know, I'll spend. 30 bucks on gas. So, you know right. what I'm saying? If this 30 bucks is already flipped 700%, you know what I'm saying? It's a win. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, all, all my crypto has been long-term. Like every time we talk about stocks, man, y'all say, well, I sold that. I sold that. Like I ain't sell. I feel, I feel you lose when you sell. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean you don't lose, but if, if, if things are going down and you, and you try to get out real quick and try to sell off, well, if you just stick in there, it'll probably go back up. And that's always my mentality. If you're just sticking there, it'll probably go back up. Yeah. So, so to your, to your point, Doug and, 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 and blast like, and Eric, so, so investment, investment, you have to, there, there is, there is, there is something to gain something, something to be said for short-term gains. Because sometimes you just got to cut your losses or you, you ride it, you ride it knowing that I don't know how long this, this, this ride is going to last. So yeah. let me just ride it to this peak and I'm out. There's nothing wrong with that strategy, but it can't be your only strategy. Like day trading has its value, but Historically, the stock market is still the best investment historically because it's guaranteed historically to give you 12% return on your investment. So in, in the finance world, we've got this thing, we got this, this nomenclature called diversification. So it goes back to what Doug said, I don't want all of my eggs in one basket. So that means while something may be hot over here, 
I'm going to mitigate those losses when it's when it's no longer hot. I've got something else, hopefully over here in this pot. So when that gets hot, it's going to offset um, some of the losses that I'm going to take. So it is a long-term play. Um, you want to own um, your own stock. I will say this also, um, if you are employed by some by an employer, you want to contribute the max match, the max match. So free money, if, free money. Right, because it is, it is. So if, if so case in point, if an employer says we will match you dollar for dollar your employ your uh, contribution to your 401k or four or four. 403B uh, plan up to 6%, then you should be putting 6% of your earned income into yeah. your retirement because that 6% turns into 12% contributions. Yeah, absolutely. So you've leveraged, you've leveraged 6%, you've leveraged 12% with just half. So I would say max that out. Um, and then there's an opportunity for you to get into your own individual um, investment strategies and, and owning your own individual retirement accounts, et cetera. But you definitely want to do at least the match, yeah. max, max out that match um, because you're, you're, you're getting double. Yeah, it's free, free money. Yeah, it's, it is free money. It's, it's part of your employee benefit. So yeah. uh, max that out. Um, and then, you know, one of as when I was when I was in school, I was I told you all I was a finance major, and so um, you know finances and and return on return on investments and stuff like that. I thought it at, at one point I wanted to be a uh, a commercial banker, and I that just never materialized. Um, but one of the, my mentors told me this because there's a there's 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 a there's a lot of different strategies to retirement preparing and building your net worth. Really what you're trying to do is make sure that your money, that you don't outlive your money. That's what saving for retirement is. You're putting money away while you're earning the most money that you're going to make is between you know 20 to 60 years old. That's, you got 40 years. You really, you really do. You've got 40 years to earn as much money as you possibly can to sustain you for the next 20 to 30 years of your life after retirement. Yeah. And you don't want to run out of money. No, you don't. So, yeah. So, so you sit down <laughs> with your financial planner. I tell people, I, I say it tongue in cheek, but I, I say it because it's true. I don't want to be 65, 70 years old eating cat food because I ran out of money. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, that can't happen. I don't want that for my life. No, so, no yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, I delay my gratification. I, it's not like I don't have, I, I don't, it's not like I don't enjoy life, but I just know I'm, I'm also planning for my future. Yeah. And that's what retirement is. It's planning for your future. You've got to have the end game in mind. Because you don't want to work for until you're 80 years old. I struggle with that because it's like recently all I see now is is the end game, and you know I'm like, man, 
I want to focus so much on that that I miss, you know, what's going on right now. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to make, trying to maintain a balance of staying in the now, but also like, like you said, you know, deferring a little bit of gratitude, but, you know, making sure you ain't, you know, totally just penny pinching so that, you know, you can enjoy now and enjoy later. Right. Cause you, I mean, you can't take it with you, man. If you die, that's true. You can't, yeah. take, you can't take the money with you. Right. Yeah. No, no. You you, de- you definitely won't take it with you and somebody else is <laughs> going to spend it. But I will say, I will right. say this, you know, one of the other. Hey, spin it fast, too. Hey, yeah, that's listen, a, that's a fast spin. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey if, if you ain't had to work for that money. Yeah. You... Right. That's a quick spin. Thanks. Thanks, Dad. Thanks. I got, I got a new boat. I got a new boat, yeah. Dad. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If someone wanted to get into an IRA, like what's the process of getting into one? Yes. So the first, that's a great question. So the first step is to actually um, contact a certified financial planner. Okay. Someone who is licensed and credentialed. They are the only ones that can actually open up an IRA. I thought you were gonna say, just call me, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, that's yeah. the easiest. Man, just call me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, if, no. you, if you can do that, you might as well say, just call me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm not like I'm not a licensed financial advisor. I got you. I okay. am a licensed certified public accountant, but okay. I will say um, to reach out to someone who is credentialed. I would say research that person. Yeah. Talk to um, talk to someone that you trust, um, who is a um, who is a you know who may be doing investments and stuff like that. Who working with a a a, a financial planner um, because they're they're licensed and credentialed to uh, to sell you the the product. I'm not licensed to sell the product, but there are there are. I would, I would probably start at your bank too, like whoever you bank with. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. they are receiving your funds. They already see what you're making, so they can kind of also yeah. delineate, yeah. delineate who you, what you need to be investing and stuff like that yeah. too. Does your job offer anything? Because like my job offers- and your job, right. Like yep. I have free financial services through Fidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't leveraged them yet, but- you know, that, that, that's a service that my job offers me is that I can pick up the phone and call Fidelity and start, yep. you know, getting into financial planning and things like that. I need to look yeah. at that because my 401k is through Fidelity. It's through my job. So, mm-hmm. yeah. hey, hey, Tony, Tony, let me ask you a question. I, yeah. I, I'm a participant in a profit sharing plan, which is uh, recently ending. Uh, I'm 43. So they, they're basically going to hand me this money. And, you know, their recommendation was put in an IRA at the age of 43. I, I got a meeting set up with a planner for next week. So I'm just kind of, you know, wondering what what direction or what questions should I be asking? You, you mentioned uh, both IRAs. Um, when, I, when I speak to this person, should I should I think about setting up two IRAs? Should I just go one direction, you know, considering considering my age at 43, just kind of curious as what direction I should be looking yeah, that that's a great question. Uh, that's that's a great question, Blast. So one of the things that it, 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 I was just on a podcast uh, last week with a financial advisor, um, and one of the things I one of the takeaways I got from him was mm-hmm. one of the questions you want to ask your this person 
yeah. is what is their philosophy on on um, on financial advising? Are okay. they more aggressive? Are they more conservative? Yeah. Because every financial advisor, I, I, I liken it to a coach, to a football coach. You know, is, are they a West Coast? You know, do they have the West Coast system? Sure. Or, do, yeah. or, 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 or are they ground and pound? And both strategies will work if you've got the right personnel, right? So mm -hmm. I would say, um, I would say one acts about his philosophy, his or her philosophy, um, and then actually have a, have a, you know, what do you see, where do you see yourself in, 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 in 10 years or 20 years when you, when you decide to retire? You're 43, yes. you know, what kind of lifestyle do you want? Yeah. Um, and these are these are internal questions that you should ask answer for yourself, because I guarantee you, if he is a um, qualified financial advisor, if he's been in the game a little while, he's going uh -huh. to need that information from you anyway. Yeah, they, so they, you, they, they've sent me like a questionnaire and asked yep, a bunch of there it is. different questions. I mean, they're also going to ask you, how, how much do you trick off? Last. Like how much does this money do trick off? Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that answer would be nothing, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm pretty frugal. I'm pretty frugal with the pockets, man. So, hey, but you, but you said something that was important, though. You know, yeah, because because you do want to enjoy life and you do want to be present. <laughs> Yeah. But you also gotta yeah. have the end game in mind. You don't yeah. want to, yeah. You don't want to <laughs> just trick this, trick all your money at Magic I mean, City. He, he knows that I'm partial to a nice Versace shirt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But those types of things, those I, when the Gucci loafers so, are the minimum. The Gucci loafers are the minimum. <laughs> Please hey, don't man. get the mandals, though. Don't get those Gucci. Oh, mandals. mandals. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, man. I, I keep the toes covered at all. Socks and shoes, mandatory, man. Toes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, what, what I've noticed, what I've noticed in my in my personal financials, and I'm married, so it's 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 joint. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm the one that's like, hey, I want this money now. You know what I mean? My wife has put money away. Like she's just fashion. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at her statement. Like, damn, do I need to put a little more money away? But I'm like, we together. So you know, I'm, I'm gonna have a little. I'm gonna enjoy that too. Uh, she's gonna have you on an allowance, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy that too. But it's like, I don't know if that's even the plan. But like, we enjoying things with my money because you know, it's. I'm not. I'm not investing this aggressively as she is but i am a but i'm doing more on the side i'm doing more retail i'm doing this crypto but when you look at her account and what she's contributing to her 403b and all and some other accounts i mean it's very very consistent very conservative but she's getting the job done yeah and, yeah. and i love you, it and because i'm because I'm, I'm i'm gonna trick off that money too once <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you know it goes back to um so i'll give you all a little a little more context as to um my my educational psychology background so uh i got a master's in educational psychology so i got a master's in education it's focusing on on uh educational psychology so i i learned i i actually went to school to study how people learn and 
um, I teach financial literacy from a behavioral standpoint. And um, when I, I know that the quintessential personality trait of everyone who is able to save money is delayed gratification. That's the quintessential, can you delay your gratification? Can you delay it for a year? Can you delay it for two years? Can you delay it for five, 10, 20, 30 years? Um, to, and, and that's the quintessential personality trait for everyone that saves, their ability to delay their gratification. Now, some people, personalities, um, like mine, I am extremely impulsive. I am extremely impulsive. I really am like if I see it and I have the if I have the the resources to get it, I I will do it. Mm -hmm. But um, I had to temper I had to temper my behavior because I I wanted to buy a house and this is when I learned something about myself when I went to go and buy a house. I had to force myself to save money because I knew I needed money for a down payment. I knew I needed money for closing costs and all these other things that, that go along with home ownership and buying your first home. I found out something about myself that I didn't know, that I can delay my gratification if the goal is more important than the immediate gratification. So I say all that to say this, the best thing for people to do is to set savings goals. Set a, set a big savings goal that one is, 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 is very specific, is measurable, it's, um, it's attainable, it's, 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 it's based in, in results and it's timely. We call them smart goals. You set a smart savings goal for yourself. So you're saying, okay, at the end of the month, I want to have $500 in my savings account that I've saved from my money that I earn. And with that $500, I'm going to invest it in crypto, or I'm going to put it in my IRA account or something like that. Like you set these goals and as you achieve them, you reward yourself. You reward yourselves. Okay, so if you like Gucci and you want a Gucci belt <laughs> and you got, you saved yourself, you saved three or $4,000 in the account and you could feel pretty good about spending three or $400 for that belt when you've already saved four grand. So you're right. saying that my Louboutins are feasible. <laughs> they are feasible if, if, if you... But that's that's the that's the concept of paying yourself first. Exactly, yes. Pay yourself yes. first. That's exactly it. That's, and that's, that's what that's what my wife does. She pays us first. So <laughs> she does. I mean, we, we, I see what you both, did there. Both, <laughs> both both accounts go in, and I'll look into the account like, damn, where's the money? And she's already put half of it into the damn savings account, which yeah. I don't care because we won't. I don't miss it, but you know it's it's that frugalness that I think that we kind of like offset each other a little bit. Absolutely. I'm saying you're that gonna I'm, doing, I'm, I'm uh, you're gonna be doing chores in retirement <laughs> to, to break you right. off money. <laughs> I do the dishes okay. first. 
I'm gonna clean in the house <laughs> to get a stipend, just to get a stipend. Right, right. Have you, you cut the grass? Don't go in that hour <laughs> if you have hey, to go on vacation. She gonna be she gonna be in a nice penthouse, and I'm, I'm gonna be down in the motel <laughs> six. You're he gonna be at the Howard Johnson. Right. <laughs> but, hey, I'm, I'm in the building though. I'm in the building. But that's um that's one thing that I've I've focused on for probably about the past eighteen months. Um, the beginning of twenty twenty, I made a goal that I wasn't buying any more gym shoes because I would go in my closet and I literally had boxes of gym shoes that I've never worn. And these weren't ones that I had bought recently, like gym shoes from two, three years ago that I've never stuck my foot in. And so I was like, man, I'm not buying any more gym shoes. So roll around to, you know, 2021, we four or five months in, I still haven't bought any more gym shoes because I was like, man, that's, that that's not a necessity. That was just a want. It was just me keeping up with, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Um, but I also added to that list, and ACU would be shocked, <laughs> is I said I wasn't buying any more bourbon in 2021. In excess of, because I mean, I mean, you can probably see behind me, man. Like it's, it's bottles upon bottles upon bottles, and that's just a shelf. There's no way in my lifetime I can drink the bottles of bourbon that I have. And so I was getting caught, I found myself getting caught up in, what everybody else was chasing, you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, man, I'm I'm done. Like I'm now I've, I ain't gonna lie. Like I've bought probably like three this year. Mm-hmm. But by this time last year, I was probably 20 or 30 bottles deep. Because right. I just buy them at a high clip. But when I look at this this bourbon, you know what I'm saying? Some of it's honestly it's been an investment because I've been able to buy, you know what I'm saying, bottles for 50 bucks and you know the value of them is like 500, which I mean, that's a, that's a smart investment because I can that quick. Um, but here recently, I haven't just been buying it, I've just been chilling. And mm-hmm. I also look at it as if I ever need to make money quick, man, this whole collection gone. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it, it, it don't mean that much to me. But like you said, when you, when, you, when you set a goal, and like my goal for this year is to buy a house and my lease yeah. is up in October. So all this year, like, yeah. I haven't been using my credit cards. So what I've been doing, if I've had to use my credit card, then I immediately pay it off or make sure that it's money that I'm willing to spend. Right. Well, here's the thing. I'm cheap. So if it's me having to pay some cash, then I'm probably not going to spend what I would normally spend if I'm just right. swiping away. You right. know what I mean? And so I've, yeah. I've saved, I've saved a, a lot of money and I've paid off a lot of debt because I'm not spending like I normally spend last week. Mm-hmm. I went out and I didn't have any cash in my pocket, but I was like, okay, my new strategy is whatever I charge, I have to pay it back to myself, like right away. And I was out last week and only bought two drinks. Whereas, you know, previously, Hey, round on me, round on me. I mean, like, so it's just about being smart with your money and being smart with your finances and looking at those long-term goals. But I I think when when you're also talking about spending, spending even even if you are going to spend spend with certain credit cards that are going to reward you mm-hmm. yeah. again you know what i mean because i've been i've been spending and our goal was to use american express so we've been using the american express to get all those points back yeah. so at the end of the year in the two years we can go on vacation just off those points right. that have been accrued so you know 
when when these credit cards come out, you know, look at the deals, look to see, you know, how are you getting cash back? You know, are you doing this and are you doing that? Because um, I'll tell anybody, look, I'll I'll pay for it, put it on my card because I'm getting those points. Yeah, so, right. That's smart. Yeah. I do the same, yeah. same thing. I bought my uh my laptop. I had the cash to buy it. Um, you know, MacBook. It's like two thousand dollars, and it was just like, okay, I can either pay for this and not get anything back, or I can put it on my credit card that gives me five percent back. And I actually made money off of buying this laptop. Yeah, buying your own thing, yeah. yeah. You, you put me on to that. He using my yeah. card, uh, yeah. you know, to get that cash back. I'm like, well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You, you you make money off of that. So I mean, I immediately paid it off because I didn't want that that two thousand dollar hit to right. hit my, my credit utilization, but. I got money back on it. So it's like I made money on that transaction. So once again, that's that's something that I, I, I try to tell people that that are my clients of my credit businesses. You know what I'm saying? Use your credit cards as an extension of your cash. You know right. what I mean? Like right. don't don't yeah. don't depend on the credit card and don't spend more than what you have in the bank. Absolutely. Yeah, that that's what I was gonna, that's what I would have said. Um, um as, as we're talking about investments, because here's the thing, like. You know, depending on the type of 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 um, account that you have, if you have, let's say you move from a um, from a traditional um, checking account, and you grow to where you can actually afford a money market account, and you grow your you grow your your um, your 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 cash reserves. To, to the point to where you have that money market account, you can keep your cash in that money market account where it's earning three to 4% interest for a month. Use your credit card where you're not incurring any interest until, until that, uh, that balance due date and pay it off. You're earning money and earning points at the same time. You're earning interest and you're earning points at the same time. One of the failures that we have, and Eric, you know, we, we you and I talked about this. One of the failures that we have, even in our black community, in our in our community, is that you know I didn't grow up with this information. Yeah. And I I, I tell this story all the time. I knew um, growing up when I shouldn't have answered the phone. This was before, you know, before call ID, the bill collectors would call on Fridays or Thursdays. And my mother would tell us, don't answer the call from nobody. <laughs> so when I got older and we had caller ID, but I owed a bill, I would just ignore the call. I would ignore the call instead of calling the bill collector and making arrangements to pay it. I would just ignore it because that's what I saw my mother do. Yeah, you was conditioned. That was yeah, condition. I was conditioned. Exactly, exactly. Because we learned financial behaviors from our from our primary caregivers as growing up. And those those behaviors, we generalize them to everything. And so when when conflict comes up or when there's something that's due, we go back to that behavior. And it wasn't until I turned 30 years old that I decided like I need to actually make some changes because this isn't working. Right. But I, and I, and I tell I tell people years. all the time, I tell people all the time that you know my mom didn't have a lot. Um and she didn't make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But 
she instilled in me, pay your bills, pay your bills, even if it's the minimum. She'll call me when I was in college. And if we had credit, if I had a credit card bill and she'll ask about, you know, what's the minimum payment? This is the minimum payment, mom. Well, I'm gonna give you that minimum payment. You have to pay the minimum payment. So mm-hmm. she instilled, even though she didn't, she didn't know what she was really doing, because I don't think she really talked to me about credit and credit ratings and all that. Right. But just that one concept of pay your minimum at least has gotten me to the point where my credit, I mean, I don't have to worry about my credit score. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. you know, I thank her for that because I don't think she knew what she was doing, but she knew that minimum had to be paid. Right. Yeah. Now the of course, we don't want to pay the minimum all the time on credit cards. We want to pay more than that. And, you know, we learn more as we get older. But um, you're right, though. We, we, we pick up small things from our parents. And that one small thing she gave me that really, you know, I, I thank her all the time. Now, I don't say, hey, mom, I thank you for this. But I just, I thank her in different ways. Like, look, you know, I, I really appreciate you instilling that. So, you know, you know. Yeah put me in a situation where I can take care of her now. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's what happened. She yeah. put me in a situation where I can take care of her because she taught me those little small things. Yeah. Yeah. And so so really so really what you do is you take those you take those those lessons and you just apply it to your retirement. You say, "Okay, I'm going to put $200 a month into my IRA." So you treat it as a bill. And you say, I'm not going, like, I don't care, come hell or high water, I'm going to put this amount into this, into this retirement. You got to be disciplined. You got to be disciplined. Yeah, you you have to be, because the end game has always got to be at the forefront of your mind. It will, like, if you set goals, um, that, and that's one of the questions, that's one of the issues of the, um, uh, of the questionnaire. That's one of the questionnaires. That's the whole point of the questionnaire. They're trying to figure out what are your goals. Yeah. What, what am I going to advise you to do? My questionnaire was like 10 pages, man. They was asking everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Because they want to know, they want to know your spending habits. They want to know your likes and your dislikes. Because what questionnaire is this? Remember when I said I'm meeting with an advisor next week? Oh, okay. Yeah. Questionnaire. The questionnaire they sent me, it was like 10 pages, man. I had to really put some time into the to the answers. Like, you know, okay. Absolutely. Man, let me so think you, about this for a second. So you're pretty much telling him how you want to invest, really? Yeah, or, yeah. They, they asked me how aggressive I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they they was asking for numbers. Like, you know, what, what, what kind of numbers are you trying to see at yeah. this age or whatever? And I was like, you know, I, I put what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell him you was over the hill. Like I'm, I'm a little over the hill. Nah. So I, need to... but, I mean, the one question they didn't ask me was the most important. Like, how much do you want to trick off? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to revisit that question on the questionnaire. Like, yeah, well, that's the entertainment. That's the entertainment question. Yeah, man. That's the entertainment. Like, how much? Hey, how much craft beer do? To revisit this again, this is it's not a bad beer, man. You settling in in it. I was gonna ask Tony uh, what his tastes like. I'm like, it's been a while since. since yeah, no, no. It 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 was it was I was already prepped. So yeah, Eric okay. already told me. I helped him. Know, I, 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 I helped him to the game. Yeah, he hit he hit me he hit me real good. And so 
Um, I've been hipping other people like, man, you drinking that cold beer, man? That shit. Has y'all's ratings changed or are y'all still at the same rating level? I gave it a three. I'll probably give it like a, a three seven. Okay. Yeah, that's, hey, a, that's a nice. I've seen I've seen what y'all put in the chat, man. I'm over here. I'm over here feeling it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nine point yeah. nine got me sleepy. Plus the margaritas, man. Secret de Mayo got me been over here anyway. Yeah, yeah I, I I will say I, I I do um I do like the 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 way the conversation is going. Um, I will say that it is it is really important not only to just have a financial advisor, but also have um, have a CPA. This, this isn't even a shameless plug. It just <laughs> is what it is. Um, you know, because having a financial advisor and having a CPA, there's certain tax advantages that you want your financial advisor and your CPA to be in sync with. You know, especially if you're dabbling into um, perhaps owning your own business, there's certain there's certain tax advantages that your business contributions can make towards your own individual retirement. You know, if you own an yeah. LLC, we need to talk about that then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you own an LLC or an S corp um, or or a corporation, whatever have you, you know, there's a there's a there's a concept, there's a plan where um, we call it's called the uh, the simple employer pension plan. It's a step plan. S E P. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard of that. I, I see it's it on set, my taxes when I'm. Yeah, when I'm going it's a set. Taxes. Yep, yep. It's a set plan where you can get a tax deduction um, for contributing to your own individual retirement. You can contribute oh, wow. up to twenty percent of your wages that you that you take from your business. You can contribute up to twenty percent to a set plan. That's another way to reward yourself from a business standpoint to your towards your retirement and you get the um, and you get the benefit of the uh, of, of the tax break so yeah all of it is all of it is good yeah well AC man we appreciate you brother this has been really informative um you know what I'm saying hey, give, give AC a chance to. Uh, I mean, we can all see your your ads and all that stuff on the screen. But for the listeners yeah. out there, you know, why don't you shout out your, you know, wherever they can reach you at all that good stuff. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate it. So you can reach me, um, AC, uh, at info at the John L Group dot com. Info at the John L Group, all one word dot com. Um, we're available. Um, you can you can follow us on Facebook. Um, you can follow me on um, excuse me follow me on Instagram at AC the CPA AC the AC the CPA on Instagram. We have a um, we have a, uh, a, a a Facebook uh, fan page. It's, it's John L Financial Services. John L Financial Services. We also have a a, a link that on fans Facebook. only. Is that a fans-only page? <laughs> <laughs> it's not fans-only yet. <laughs> I don't have a fans-only page, but I do have a fan page on Facebook. Um, but it's, it's it's all good. I mean, like I said, we 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 we're here. Um, we're here to just to service the service the people. I will say, you know, I'm I'm one of five thousand black CPAs in the nation. You know, there's six hundred thousand CPAs 
in the United States, according to uh, the AICPA and the National Association of Black Accountants. Um, there's only 5,000 Black wow. CPAs in the entire wow. nation. We represent less than 1% of the CPA population in, in, in the United States. So, um, you know, we need more people to get involved, uh, more young people to, to, to take this, um, this, 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 uh, this career, you know, more seriously, um, look, take a good look at it. But we also, it, it just really speaks to the need of, of, of representation in this particular field, in this particular industry. So I appreciate you guys uh, for having me on. I had a blast. Hey man, we we thank you for uh you. for sharing so much knowledge with us, man. Yeah, we definitely gonna have you back, man. Okay, and sure. then I, sure, I, I'll have a different craft beer next time. Oh yeah, you, you gotta <laughs> have something different. You gotta. Hey, pour but y'all didn't y'all didn't say nothing about my damn glass. Hey, it was I, nice, I, man. I, I, took, <laughs> I, took, I took time to find a craft beer glass. Yeah, that's a nice presentation, man. That's a nice presentation. Well, you know, you can't, you can't come on here basic. You gotta have something. <laughs> you know what I mean? But not nah, for us, right. bro. Like, like I said, man, it's it's been great. Um, you're you're a wealth of knowledge, and I I told I told them I was like, man, I want to keep it specific because I do want to bring you back because I know you, yeah. you, you, you have a lot of knowledge and we want to be able to leverage you, you know, in, in future yeah. podcasts, um, as we get this thing rolling and start publishing it, you know, hopefully it generates business for you. Um, but now, nah, you know, you, you'll be getting a call from me so we can talk about how I can retire from yeah. my business. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't wait to get to the tax discussion. I'm a tax nerd, man. So Okay. Yeah, I can't wait. To, I'm, I'm probably a, a, a lightweight CPA myself, man. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to join uh, the one percent. There it is. There it is. Five thousand and one. Five thousand and one. Yeah, become the five hundred one. Hey, you, you can you can get at me at uh, at MrGoochieShoes.com. <laughs> I was just thinking though, man, with 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 the tax deadline coming up, we probably should have did that today. I wasn't even thinking of it, man, because. I already wrote that damn check that you told me I had to write. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you yeah, got a couple weeks. Tech. We got a couple weeks. We can get yeah. him back home. No, we we got we got twelve days, brother. We don't have a couple weeks. We got twelve yeah, days. May seventeenth is the May tech 17th. deadline. May seventeenth. Hey, man, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about the uh, Flint water situation. How, how is that coming? And was was anything resolved with that? I'm sure there has been some improvement. Yeah, there there has been some improvements. Um, you know. You'll, you'll get a lot of mixed messages um, surrounding the Flint water crisis. I mean, we, we all know, we, we heard in the news um, um, about the Flint water crisis, but, um, you know, they replaced a lot of the, a lot of the lead pipes have been replaced. Um, you may have heard in the news where there was a settlement. Um, I think it was something like $600 million settlement, 300 some million dollars settlement to the, uh, people affected by the Flint water crisis. Um, you know, Flint's, Flint's resilient. I will say that that's one of the beautiful things about Flintstones, being a Flintstone. Um, we're resilient. You know, I was in Flint um, during the water crisis before I moved. Um, my four boys, um, you know, I drank the water. I drank the water. Uh, you know, thank God that uh, they were not uh, negatively impacted. By by lead in their in their blood system, um, yeah. but we know that it wasn't it wasn't um, it wasn't you know that way for for a number of people. 
So, yes. um, you know, we just continue to, to, to support where we can, um, doing a lot of, uh, a lot of community service uh, in, in, in the home city. Um, but, you know, it's a city that, you know, the John L group, our company is based out of, we're not leaving, uh, leaving our hometown, we're, we're there to stay. Um, so, you know, that's where, that's where we are, but, but, you know, it's, it's getting better. I will say that. Okay. Well, thank, and thanks for the update, man. We, I know at, at one point, I think we were all praying for Flint's situation. So yeah. thanks for the update. Yep. Yeah, no we'll problem. let you know when we uh, when we start publishing, you know what I'm saying? So you can go back and, and, and replay and check out some of the previous episodes. Hey, yeah, make sure y'all... Make make sure y'all edit out. I I had a couple of I had a couple of sips. You know I, I think I made some 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 blunders in my language. So make sure y'all edit that out. So hey. what, what we try to do is we try to we try to keep it like PG thirteen. No, we will highlight that part. We will highlight that part. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, we, gonna, we, we gonna lead it, in. We'll post it to your Instagram. Yeah, we gonna lead in with the blunders. I was, I, was, I, was a, I was a few sips in at that time. I'm like, oh man, I messed up. We'll, we'll probably yeah, highlight, I think, highlight I think, uh, his OnlyFans discussion. Yeah. <laughs> we we got some people that protect us, man. So hopefully our editors will protect us. Yeah, we okay. haven't been protecting me lately, man. But yeah. I mean, but the thing is though, like if you hop like our pre-production, like when we first hit record, like when we just chopping it up. It's that's the stuff that can't be published. But right. it, once exactly. we once we get into like the 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 meat of the the podcast, yeah. everybody is pretty much like the language and stuff is is kind of kind of tame, which is is kind of weird because you would think yeah. that except it would good. carry over. Huh? Yeah, yeah except except good. Good. you know what I mean. But you know, like yeah, I said, PG thirteen. If there's yeah yeah yeah, I'll, um, <laughs> what I'll do is I'll I'll send you the audio. And if there's anything specific that you want, like we, Blast, can you edit? I, I ain't really come across nothing yet, but I ain't really looked for like a bleep type of thing, but I'm sure okay. we can figure out something. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the audio. And if there's anything that you said, like, hey, man, that if you can just like timestamp it and be like, hey, at that point, like for my own professional, <laughs> whatever, like, <laughs> because that's the thing is we're, we're all professional. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we all have professional jobs. So it's like, we have to watch our own stuff. Cause it's like, man, this, right. This isn't just, you know what I'm saying, five homeboys sitting around chatting it up. Like, you never know who's going to get a hold of this. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a discussion that we had when we first started doing this. It was like, hey, we have to watch, you know, what we're talking about. Because right. this could, once it hits YouTube and once it hits the, the podcast platforms, right? it's millions of subscribers to all of that. So anybody has the opportunity to click on it and listen. And, right. you know, unfortunately, things can be held against you, held against you in, you know, future employment or even current employment. So yep. we, we try to and, keep that in mind. You can't get fired for a cuss word, man. No, I, yeah, no, 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 no. I ain't worried about cussing. Um, <laughs> but you know how we had some conversations about some yeah. things that, that definitely <laughs> <laughs> that definitely can't see the light of day. I mean, that's it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely have fun. I, I think that you guys got, um, you know, that whole hop and stock um, concept, man. That's that's brilliant. So um, it it it, you, uh, it really is. It you guys got something here. I mean, because I mean, who doesn't like craft brew? Yeah, and you know, plus educating the, educating the urban yeah. community, man. And then you throw in the, the the financial aspect of it is yeah. 
kind of killing two birds with one stone. Yep. Yep. No, I think you guys got, you guys are on to something pretty hot. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you guys. And, and anytime that I can, um, you know, you guys want me on and, and I, I, w- I would love to sit down and, you know, chop it up with you guys. So appreciate that's not it, man. a problem. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, man. I get you on again to talk about uh, MC Breed. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no future in your front, bruh. No future in your front, dog. <laughs> what was that other group? What was that other group we love too? DFC. The Dayton family. Yeah, the Dayton TD, TDF. The, the, the other one, though, the other one. Top authority. We gotta get top authority. authority. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Top authority. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I feel yeah. like, y'all, I feel like y'all, y'all, y'all right now. Oh, <laughs> we definitely hit, man. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right, fellas. Well, appreciate I'm, you, man. I appreciate it, man. I'm gonna get back to these taxes. All right, okay. brother. We signed right. it off. Yep. Appreciate you. Yep. We're staying on. <laughs> Sign off. We're staying on. <laughs> That was a good pod, man. I think that was a good pod. The Hops and Socks podcast is presented by Hunter Smoke Media Group. We encourage our listeners to drink responsibly. Please note, we are not financial advisors. We do not offer or provide financial advice. Trademark copyrighted by Hunter Smoke Media Group.